fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word one more time. We're going to get into the Word of God. And uh, we are studying right now what I call our dreams and their interpretations. And we've seen what is the meaning of dreams according to the Bible. We saw that the book of Daniel has many, many words about dreams. 26 of them, 26 times in the book of Daniel. And it's just chock full. And we went on there to discuss and describe and define what dreams are. And by looking at dreams, we can see what we need to know about the interpretations, how they look. They are natural. We said they are thoughts for upon our bed. They are also our night visions of our head upon our bed. Okay, so let's, let's go on today. I, I want to talk about how do we, since dream is a human resource, it's available here. It's God giving to human beings. It's, I mean, it's available. Every human being can do just like everyone can talk and we can think and we can speak and we can move. So this part of dream, part of dreaming, this, this dreaming thing that we sleep at night and we have dreams, they are part of human race. Everybody, whether black or white, short or dark, or rich or poor, everybody dreams. And then, but in the light of the word of God, as Christians, how do we utilize these resources and how do we deploy it for the glory of God and of our destruction? Just like, you know, we have nature, fire is nature. It's a gift from God. It can make us better or make us worse. Fire can burn down a house and fire can cook our meal. Just like that, so water is around us. Water can be a great thing to bless us, wash our clothes and cook our food, but it can also become a flood and destroy things. So the same thing with dreams and all these other resources. They are part of what I call human infrastructure. And in God, we can tap into the word of God and see how to use these things for our own benefit and our growth in life. Glory to God. So let's, let's go to the Bible now. I want us to apply one particular principle they use in the Bible. If you want to discuss any subjects in the Bible, one of the first things you do, they call it the law of first mention. You find out the first time that word is used in the Bible, and then you can now look around it and then be able to get the import or the, 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 the importance of that particular, uh, thing or that event or that phenomenon. So we're going to look at the first time dream was mentioned in the Bible. Well, of course, that's in Genesis, the book, the first book in the Bible. And then we're going to see what happened with that dream. And that going to give us a lot of suggestions about what God intends for us to do with dreams and uh, how do we handle them. All right, let's, let's, let's go. We're going to see that the first time dream was mentioned in Genesis 20. And it was not with Abraham, not with Isaac or Jacob first, or with Joseph that we all know. It started with a particular king. In the land where Abraham was living. Let's go. Genesis 20 verse 1. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerah. Now, Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she's my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerah, sent and took Sarah. Okay, so Abraham was claiming that her sister. So the king just loved this beautiful woman, didn't know the the wife of Abraham, and asked her to be taken to his harem. So look at verse 3. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Do you not say to me, she is my sister? 
And she, even she herself said, he's my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also will tell you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore this man's wife, for he's a prophet. And he will pray for you and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have you offended? How have I offended you? See, the man began to act, the king began to act on this dream. So this dream was important, was critical to his survival and existence as a nation, as a king. And, and, and I want us to see that. Look at this. Something happened. Abraham lied about his wife, that was his sister. And the king innocently took the woman as to be his wife. And Abraham didn't say anything. But at night, the Bible said God came to Abimelech in a dream by night. While the man was sleeping, in his dream, God came to him. So we can see right away there that God can come to somebody in a dream. Like we said in that first episode, we said, since the dreams are thoughts, God can enter there, Satan can enter there, others can enter there, and we ourselves are, can play a major role in our dream because we are also the one dreaming the dreams. Okay, so we saw that. He said, God came to Abimelech in a dream. God came to Abimelech and he said to him, indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken for a man's wife. And when that word came from God in that dream, suddenly, Abimelech answered back. He was fully aware, fully, I mean, he, he, he was honing the dream, he was having his thoughts, and he said, hey, I didn't do this to offend anyone. The man said, that's his sister, and that's why I took her. And God said, I know because you are innocent, that's what I'm telling you, and don't do this, like a warning. And God said, hey, you're a dead man if you do this. So, return the wife to the man, and then you'll be okay. But if you don't do so, you'll die, and everything that is yours. So this dream came to him. And the man woke up in the morning and just acted accordingly. He didn't even bother to just start looking for different. Now you can see that dreams from this first occurrence of the word dream in the Bible, it has to do with the issue of right and wrong. Wow. You know, when I hear a lot of people talking about dreams, they talk about actually you know, making their life to be straight and to be upright and to be normal. You know, this, this was a man acting, not knowing that he was going to error. And God came in a dream to restore him to the path of the upright. You know, for me, this is very powerful. So when we are talking about dreams as interpretation and co, we should not be looking for some kind of, you know, funny many of dreams that they lack moral judgment, they lack, you know, righteousness and truth and just just looking for some kind of funny funny ideas righteousness and truth are the foundation of god's throne so if god's going to enter our dreams he's going to influence us toward the right way toward the just ways that is god coming that's the law of first mention you can see that this dream god came to his dream to influence him into the right way and I want you to see that one of the probably the major the most important way God uses dream is to serve as divine warning. Let's put that more in the book of Job. 
you know. Uh, uh, we're going to read about when this young man was talking to Job and speaking to him when, when all the elders could not convince him. So he spoke to Job. Listen to what he said. Part 3, verse 14, the book of Job. Part 3, verse 14. Listen. He says, For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, listen, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opened the ears of men and seized their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Man is also chastened or disciplined with pain on his bed and with strong pain in many of his bones so that his life abhors bread and his soul succulent food. His flesh wastes away from sight and his bones stick out with which was not sin. Yet his soul draws near the pit and his life to the executioners. If there is a messenger to him, a mediator, one among a thousand to show man his uprightness, then he is gracious to him and says, deliver him from going down to the pit. I found a ransom. His flesh shall be young like a child again. He shall return to the days of his youth. He shall pray to God and he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy for he restores to man his righteousness. And then verse 27 says, then he looks at men and says, I have seen and I perverted what was right. Do not profit me. He will redeem his soul from going down to the pit and his life shall see the light. Isn't that beautiful? Let's say some more. Behold, God works all these things twice, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Praise God. Do you see that? Now, we can see from here that this was talking about dream. God can come to you in a dream. God can influence you in a dream. And God can speak to you. So, I want you to look at the divine side of dreams that God comes we just read in verse 14 and verse 15, he was talking about God may speak in one way or another. Yet man does not perceive it. Because we don't listen. In a dream, in a vision of the night, he began to get particularized about dreams. And he said, when deep sleep fall upon men, then he opens the ears of their men, of, of their, of, of men, and he instructs them to turn man, verse 17, to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keep back his soul from the pit so that he won't to destruction. So God gives us dreams to give us, first of all, moral direction, to warn us to depart from the way of falsehood and unrighteousness. So when you are expecting to dream, expect God to give you dream to straighten out your ways, to help you out. When God comes to a dream, he wants to warn a man to depart. And if you look at almost all the dreams in the Bible, they have this powerful thing about showing you the way ahead and the right way to go. He wants to keep you away from destruction. Look at verse 18. It says, He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. There's a lot of things going on this life today that's damaging people and destroying them. And God can give us dreams to escape them. Hallelujah. Then he said, when we don't listen to what God said in our night time, in our night dreams, then Pain can come. Sickness can come. Look at verse 19. It says, Man is also chastened or disciplined with pain on his bed and with strong pain many of his bones so that his life abhors bread. He loses appetite. His flesh wastes away. You know, we don't have to get to that point where we start having physical, you know, problem. Sickness and disease can be judgment. 
judgmental on us. But when we listen to the judgment coming from dreams, we can actually escape all this other judgment that comes upon our physical life and damage us. And he said, you know, if, if God can send a mediator and help you out through dreams and through visions, and you can just escape things. Hallelujah. And then it will bring you to a point where you will acknowledge, oh, I've been wrong here. Let me take, like that man did Admelech. You can see that he, he, he knew he was wrong and he took the right path out of the way of unrighteousness. So when God comes to us in the dream, God wants to warn us. God wants us to escape disaster and destruction. And he does that for our sake because he wants us to listen. But, but, but like that said again, we don't easily listen. So God can come two or three times. So, so that's why sometimes when a dream comes two or three times, you know, it's, it's a point of emphasis. Remember Pharaoh? God was worried them about a famine coming that will follow the plenty. And the dream came twice. We, we can read that in the book of Job that he said about two or three times God comes to uh, uh, speak and he, he, they, they, may not, they may not listen to God and they may not listen to this in verse 20, 29. That's Job 33 verse 29. The old God works all these things twice, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life. So God can give us warning two, three times. Sometimes in the dream, can come, 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 come a recording occurrence and we can, we can find our way. But don't forget this. God is a God of righteousness and God is a God of goodness and he wants you to experience the good by escaping evil and he wants you to follow the right path for your life so that you not wind up in wickedness. And that's why he comes to us in our dreams. Praise God. Do, do we get that? That is important. So, like I said again, not all dreams are supernatural from God. Our dreams are natural. They belong to us. We dream. They are thoughts upon our bed. They are our night visions of our head upon our bed. And so we can do this. But then God can come into that dream and then influence us toward the path that is right and that is good for us. Now listen very carefully. Not every dream is supernatural. But God can come into our dream and give us a supernatural dream like he gave to Pharaoh, like he gave to Joseph. He can give us that. But that does not make every dream to be supernatural. We said dreams are human. Just like not every word in our mouth or our lips are supernatural. Our words are natural, they are human. But when we, when God speaks through our mouth like prophecy, that's supernatural. You know? So, like I said again, look at your mouth and your words. They are natural. They are human. You speak. But God can speak through it and then those words become supernatural. But that does not make every word from a human mind or human mouth to be supernatural. So not every dream is supernatural. It can be natural dreams that can be smart or stupid. They can be important or irrelevant. But when God comes in there, it's critical. It's important. It's leading us the way away from righteousness to righteousness and from disaster to good and to increase in our life. I guess that that has really helped us today. We'll go to the next episode and talk more about the issue of dream. Thank you for listening.